Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Very excited today to be kicking off our February 2023 Team Leader Topic, which is lead generation. The first Thursday of every month, I dive deep into the topic of the month. The month of February, like I said, will be all based on lead generation. Couldn't come at a better time. We are in a softening market, uh, moving from a seller to a neutral market in most markets across the country. Interest rates are still increasing. We expect to see that soften up here, but we know the most important activity any agent should be doing that's in an active role is prospecting. And we're going to talk about the top three ways to do that in the episode today. The following three Thursdays every month, our partner, Andy Cuny, goes in depth on the specific topic that I highlight on that first Thursday call. If anyone wants more information about team leader coaching with Elite Real Estate Systems, don't hesitate to go check out our website and find out more information at growwithers.com. So let's get into content. Back in 2006, I personally got my real estate license. I sold from 2006 to 2014, launched my real estate team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, back in 2011. And as an individual agent, I became obsessive, like I hope most of our listeners have, in figuring out how to generate more leads in less time with less energy. And I put an emphasis on leads that would generate me more money in less time with less energy. And I have done a lot of different things. I won't say all things, but I've tested a lot of different lead strategies, including but not limited to expired calls, FISBO calls, door knocking, open houses, mailers, newsletters, emails, webinars, uh, vlogs, blogs, texting, smart texting, IVR voicemail broadcast, uh, circle dialing, circle prospecting, uh, just listed, just sold postcards, websites, podcasts, and the list does go on and on and on. And what we've come to determine over the course of the last 15 years, uh, where I have personally sold over a thousand doors and our team has sold tens of thousands of doors and our network nationally with all of the locations that we coach has sold millions of doors, we have categorized leads into three main categories. One, which we will call our sphere or sphere of influence, which a lot, oftentimes is referred to as SOI. That would be anybody that you would know if you came in contact with them at a store. Um, if you saw them at the gym, they'd know your name, they'd know you're in the business. Oftentimes I'll quantify a sphere by saying they'd be in your cell phone, maybe at least on your friends list on Facebook or Instagram etc. And then you have cold prospecting or outbound prospecting. Those leads would be anyone that's not in your sphere. That's not an internet lead. So that would be someone you meet at an open house. That would be someone you run into. That's a stranger at a restaurant, somebody you've never talked to at the gym, um, a mailer you send out to a neighborhood. That'd be cold prospecting. And then you have internet leads and internet leads for us is any lead we generate off PPC. If you're running a Google ad or a Facebook ad, Internet lead would be anyone that comes in organically off of a website. 
Um, internet lead would include if you created a link generator, for example, like off Boomtown and drove people to a squeeze page to get them to sign up for something. And we also include internet leads as people that call off signs, but that's for how we give out our commission splits. So essentially, you have the three categories, your SOI, you have internet lead generation, and you have cold prospecting. We believe that in, in an agent's first year, that they should sell between 10 to 15 units. Um, of course, depending on the sales price of your market, that might change a little bit. And we suggest that a majority of their sales their first year come from internet leads that are generated by the team or brokerage that they work with. We should always be training individuals on how to generate their own leads through cold prospecting, as well as generating leads through their sphere of influence. But to expect someone to get their real estate license and right out of the gate, just work their sphere, we think is an unrealistic expectation. Most people would rather fail forward with a complete stranger from internet leads and or their own cold prospecting efforts. But in one's first year, they haven't learned how to do cold prospecting. And so we think that uh, working internet leads is a great way to get somebody comfortable with having conversations and overcoming objections. In year number two, we believe that a third of one's deals should come from internet leads. A third of somebody's deal should come from their sphere and a third should come from outbound prospecting. And in the, their third year, we think uh, two thirds of their deal should come from prospect, uh, sorry, sphere of influence. And a third should come from internet and cold prospecting. So essentially, there's this evolution over the first three years in somebody's business where they start with internet leads, then they kind of figure out how to do leads from all three sources, and then they end on just working their sphere. And we all will agree who've been in the business and have done over, let's say, 100 transactions, sphere of influence is the best, but you can't just come in and expect somebody right out of the gate is going to be able to just work their sphere. Not saying it's impossible, just saying there is a path where we think agents will have enough confidence to then reach out to their sphere and offer the things that they believe are value adds that they can offer. So inside of the topic of lead generation for the month of February, Elite Real Estate Systems, we'll get into all of the details of how we specifically will train to best ways to engage SOI, best ways to engage internet leads, best ways to engage um, cold prospecting. Today for this podcast, I'll just cover the top couple for each category and have a conversation around those. But before doing that, I want to talk about CRMs. So oftentimes people will talk about having a place where they put all their lead opportunities. Oftentimes when they refer to that, I think they're only thinking specifically around internet leads and cold, cold prospecting leads, but not necessarily leads that come from their sphere. We should treat every lead the same when it comes to data management. Management. All of the people that are considering buying, selling, or referring us business should be housed in some type of a client relationship management platform. We've chosen to use Boomtown. We've had great success on the Boomtown platform, converting over 2,500 internet leads. But the number we don't report is we've done three times as many sales when it comes to our sphere and outbound prospecting. On the Boomtown platform, we've done over 10,000 sides because Boomtown is the best client relationship management tool on the market today. It helps your agents stay organized, and I know it sounds like an infomercial, but it's a company we work with. We worked with a long time that does an amazing job. And it helps your agents make more money, less time, less energy. It helps you service 100 or 200 clients at the same time versus just five or 10 if you go back to the old school Rolodex days. And it keeps you organized. Before investing in a platform like Boomtown, you should have been using something like Excel or a Google form. Um, there's a lot of other companies out there. I won't go through a laundry list that offer a CRM solution but we feel like Boomtown's the best. Boomtown also provides 
a front-end website solution that's linked with the back-end CRM. So if a lead gets pushed to a squeeze page from your website and registers, you're going to have all the data about that lead in the back-end CRM system without having to personally go in and manually add that lead. When you do adopt a CRM system like Boomtown, and like I said, there are obviously other options out there, one should take all of the leads they already have in their sphere, take your entire entire Google list or your Apple list or wherever you keep your contacts and put all of them into your CRM. If you have a strong CRM, you should then be using it to send constant emails, text messages, and, and listing updates specific to the searches that they've done while on the site, as well as homes that sell in that person's current neighborhood. Everyone wants to know how much their neighbor's house listed for. Everyone wants to know how much their neighbor's house sold for. Why would you not be doing this? You can, you can automate it and not have any active role in it. So I start all of that because it's easy to just go into these top three lead sources and start talking about how to generate leads. But if we don't know where to place the lead, then it's kind of a waste of time. So we've had the CRM conversation. Now let's talk about generating leads. So I had mentioned an agent's career starts off, um, should start off with working internet leads. They can fail forward with those leads. They can learn to overcome objections, get comfortable servicing the lead, and then start moving on up on prospecting and working their sphere of influence. So when it comes to internet leads, we've tried everything. Um, you name it, we've probably tried Realtor.com, Zillow. Um, we've done, obviously, Facebook ads, Google ads. Uh, we've done SEO campaigns where we spend a lot of money on search engine optimization to get all the, all the different unique links um, seen when people do Google searches. And we've narrowed it down to Google ads being our best lead source. Uh, we spend on average $10,000 a month for Google ad leads. We found that it costs in Omaha and in most markets, you're going to spend about a dollar every time someone clicks on a Google ad. And it takes around 10 clicks for a person to register. So 10 people get a squeeze page, nine people don't register, one out of 10 register, that's a lead. We convert on average about two and a half percent of those leads. And so we've kind of come up, we've, we've come to determine that the cost for each lead to close is around $500. Um, give or take, depending on the month. So if we're spending $500 in Omaha, average sales price is around $300,000. We're generating around $6,000 in commission. So if it costs us 500 bucks, we obviously less than 500, we made $5,500 and we split that with the agent. So it ends up being about a 5X return for Google ad leads. Um, in Boomtown, Boomtown manages that whole campaign for us so we don't have to do anything. It doesn't take much more than a few YouTube videos to figure out how to run your own Google ads if you don't use Boomtown or you want to manage your ads yourself. We find that having an expert makes a big difference um, because they can split test different ads, different copy that are going to drive a majority of people to your site and get them to register. So that covers internet leads. Uh, there's, of course, other companies, other strategies that exist. We always recommend at the end of each year to uh, split test different lead sources that you think might work in your marketplace. Nothing we are going to teach is a guarantee it's going to work for you. You have to find what lead sources work the best. And we recommend that you're always constantly testing new lead sources to see if they're viable in your market and if, if it's lead sources that you want to focus on. Of course, everyone knows ROI. That's return on investment. We've also been cognizant of ROT, which is return on time. So it's not just about where, where can I find the least expensive lead. It's also where can I find the least expensive lead that will convert at the highest level that will take my agent the least amount of time to convert. And there's always going to be that relationship to that lead of determining which leads the best. The thing we find interesting as I move on into these other categories 
is there's only one big difference between internet and cold prospecting versus sphere. When people say, what's the difference? Well, in all three instances of all the different lead sources we're talking about, these are all people. I mean, they're people that are thinking about buying or selling a house in the next three months or two years or however long it is. But the biggest difference is the sphere of influence lead that reaches out to you is someone you've already had a conversation with, whereas the internet lead you squeeze, or in most instances, the cold lead that you're prospecting to, you haven't had a conversation with them yet. You could have someone's contact information because they registered on your site, but you've never had a conversation. Whereas if a sphere reaches out to you or talks to you or emails you, you've now engaged in conversation. The number one thing you're finding out in that conversation of engagement is obviously you're walking them through LP Mama, which gives you an idea of the location that they're in, the price point, the mortgage, their motivation, their time frame. Um, but the most important thing we believe is time frame because it allows you to then place them in an appropriate category inside of your CRM so that you can convert at the highest level. If someone tells you they're buying a house in two years from now, you probably shouldn't call them every day. You're going to rub them wrong. And if someone says they're buying in the next two weeks and you call them every four weeks, you might miss the boat and they might choose to work with somebody else. So you need to be sure that you're putting them in the appropriate category and so that you're engaging them the right amount of times. And we get into all of that in the month of March when we talk about lead conversion. So when it comes to outbound prospecting um, or cold prospecting, of course, there's strategies that most of you know about and or are already doing. I think one of the best is open houses. There's a whole strategy behind open houses that we'll get into. And we recommend that um, agents that work opens, they're not just putting an open house sign up in the yard and putting it on a website and spending an hour at the house. There's a lot of prep you can do the week prior or the week leading up. I think one of the best strategies we implemented when doing opens was at the open house, know the types of properties that are in the area that are for sale that are vacant and let every person that comes through know that if they want to come back at X time, let's say your opens from one to three on a Sunday, have a list of five or six other homes available within a two or three mile radius and say, hey, if you come back at three o'clock, I'm taking a group of people through a few other homes like this one that are available to look at. You could set up showings as well if you wanted and let people know you're just doing a preview or you have buyers that might come from your open, just tell them the truth of the situation. But a lot of times people will pick up extra buyers and then give themselves more of an opportunity to build a relationship of trust. You've already been the only person that worked an open and went outside the box to say, hey, come back and you can see more houses. Um, we've also had a lot of success with expired and FISBOs. Um, expired listings, of course, when you start moving into a neutral market and then a buyer's market, we're going to start seeing more and more homes expire. And an expired listing, if you don't know, is one in which a person took a listing under contract for three months or six months or 12 months and the house never sold. So the listing expired. Well, you can access that data if you use a third-party company like The Red X or Vulcan 7. Um, it'll populate a list for you of all homes that have expired um, or been withdrawn or were canceled. And you can just simply every day pull up that list and call on the leads and let them know you saw that their house canceled. A lot of people are going to be getting calls on that same day. You want to be the first to make the call or first to stop by to drop something off to say, hey, I don't know if you know, but your house just recently expired and I'm reaching out. You have to do something to separate yourself from everybody else that's reaching out to them. Um, people talk about door knocking. I don't think it's the best strategy in general, but if you do farm any specific neighborhoods, you've made certain neighborhoods your areas of expertise. I don't think it hurts to walk the neighborhood every quarter drop something off at the door. A lot of times, like during 4th of July, people will put the American flags in people's yards with our business card attached to it or some fun quote. Uh, lots of options when it comes to that. 
And there's a million other ways to cold prospect. So there's not one right way. I know for me personally, I had a lot of success just talking to people um, at the gym. So if you're at a, you know, at a gym or whatever hobby that you're into, just asking people about where they live and where they want to live, and, um, depending on their the amount of money they make, maybe they're interested in investing in real estate. And you could ask, what would your next investment property look like? Or would they be interested in Airbnb? There's a lot of options when it comes to this. And then the last is sphere of influence. So we have this whole list of people who know us, like us, trust us. We have past clients that have bought or sold with us. What are we doing to stay top of mind? What are we doing to stay in front of our SOI? Um, a lot of agents are guilty of not reaching out to past clients. And I think it's important now more than ever as we're in a shift that we're reaching out to anyone that's ever bought or sold real estate with us. I think reaching out once a quarter would be the bare minimum. I think you could reach out every month and it wouldn't be too much. Um, sending an email, sending a text message, of course, is the easiest, the easiest way because it's very simply leverageable. But to actually make a phone call where it's you making the call, I think that goes the furthest. One of my recommendations is to use the Mojo Dialer, mojosells.com, and do a pre-recorded voicemail drop for any of your past clients. And the pre-recorded voicemail drop would be something like, hey, it's Jeff Cohn, hope you're doing well. It's been forever, wanted to touch base, see how things were going. Um, if you get a minute, drop me a quick text message, let me know how you're doing, and then leave your phone number. And you can have an assistant or a virtual caller make those calls for you and then have something of value to offer. You could even have them say, hey, we're just scrubbing our database, making sure we have your significant other's contact information, your contact information correct, your address up to date. But most of the time, nine times out of 10, no one's gonna answer and they can drop your voicemail for you. So now you have people every month maybe getting a text message, the next month they get a phone call, the next month they get an email and they feel like you're thinking about them. You now are top of mind. And then not to mention every time a house hits the market in their neighborhood, they should be getting an email update saying, hey, here's another listing brought to you by Jeff Cohn with ABC Real Estate Team at XYZ Real Estate Company. A lot of times people think when they get the another listing brought to you or another sold brought to you, they're assuming you're selling that house. So they think, oh my gosh, they're racking up all these sales. And it's not our goal to, to be lying about it, but a lot of times I think the general public just doesn't pay much attention and they assume it's another home you sold. So it's another good way to stay top of mind. And the last thing would be a newsletter. I think every team should have some type of a digital newsletter they can send. I think what's great about the, the virtual newsletter or an email is that you can have call to actions, CTAs inside of the email, driving people to your mortgage company that you work with, your title, insurance, home inspection, home warranty, or your entire vendor list. Of course, bringing them back to your website. You can do listing spotlights or a list of all the homes you have on the market. And then you should always have a video that lasts like 60 to 120 seconds talking about something specific to that time of year or the market you're in or interest rates and then an article that's written about the topic. And a company we've worked with a ton in the past, owned by a good friend of mine, Frank Klesitz, is Viral Marketing, viralmarketing.com. They do an awesome job. It's very inexpensive. You just shoot four videos a month, and they take care of sending that email out every week for you. It might be every other week. Uh, but at least a monthly email blast or e-newsletter, whatever you want to call it, I think is a great way to stay in contact with your sphere. If you're not creating systematic methodology behind internet lead gen, cold prospecting, and engaging your SOI, you are not being intentional. There's not intentionality around your business. Most importantly, if you're not doing it for yourself and you are in production, you're probably not doing it for the people in your world. And it's important for us as team leaders that we're not only creating a plan for 2023 for ourselves if we're in production, but more importantly, are we creating plans for those in our world? 
Are we helping the newer agent recognize that they should be working internet leads and doing outbound prospecting and getting comfortable overcoming objections? Are we making sure that we're training them on the things that we believe they'd be best at? Are we recognizing that if you run a disk test or a disk profile, which I think you can get a free version on the Tony Robbins website, are we cognizant that not every agent's great at open houses and not every agent's great at outbound prospecting? And there's certain personality traits that do better at different lead generation on different platforms. And I think it's important as leaders that we're helping agents focus on the things that make them the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy and know how many calls to make, how many texts to send, how many follow-ups to do, when should they be doing the follow-up, how much money should they spend, how much should their return on investment be. These are all the topics that we get into with Elite Real Estate Systems. Also, I want to do a quick invite. I haven't asked for a long time, but if you haven't already, if you find any of these podcast episodes beneficial and you want to go out to iTunes and or whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, please go give us a five-star review and give us a shout out and something of value that you've gotten from these episodes. Again, we would love to see you at an upcoming event. We'd love to have you check out coaching if it's not something you've already taken advantage of or if you were a previous ERS coach, we have a lot of new things to offer and would love to see you come back. Uh, We have a lot of specials that we're running in 2023. So for more information about upcoming events in person and virtual and for more information about coaching, go out to growwithers.com. I hope you found this topic on lead generation beneficial. Most importantly, I hope you apply the things you've learned and I hope that you consider joining ERS Coaching and that we can see you on our next Thursday high-level call. And until next time, thank you so much for joining us today.